She's a real woman with a real life. She's someone you can relate to. Dawn Newton. to the Don Newton podcast. I am your host, Don Newton. In January, we lost a legendary Trailblazers broadcaster, Mr. Bill Shonley. He passed on January 21st, 2023 at the age of 93. I had the opportunity to meet Mr. Shonley in 2014. I met him and his wife, Dottie, at a broadcaster's event here in Central Oregon. It was such a pleasure to speak with both of them and, and to get to know them in that short period of time. Mr. Shonley was even wearing that 1977 NBA championship ring, which he allowed me to try on. For those of you not familiar with Bill Shonley, he is the Trailblazers' original radio broadcaster who coined the iconic phrase, Rip City, which became synonymous with Portland and its basketball team. I'm dedicating today's podcast to the voice, the legend, and the legacy that is Bill Shonley. Bill, you hold the distinction of being, and you told me this when we first met, of being the only employee from the original 1970 team payroll, still collecting a check, still on payroll with the Trailblazer organization. It's pretty incredible. Yes, it is, uh, Don. All of a sudden, a couple of months ago, it dawned on me that that did occur. I came down from Seattle back in 1970. Stevie worked there and then got the trailblazer job and uh, all the years have gone by and now I am the only guy after all, almost 45 years of being the uh, on the active payroll in 1970 and the active payroll today. Well, and you've seen so many players come and go. You've seen coaches. Oh, yeah. You've seen owners as well. Yep. Um, what has that been like when you when you see those changes happening, do you ever go, gosh, can I make some input here? Well, uh, that's part of uh, professional sports. Uh, you see the fellows when they come in and they're with you for a while and then they go on and do other things or go with other teams, uh, become general managers or coaches. And I seem to be proud of all those people that have come through the Blazer or- organization. I have become friends with all of them. A lot of them I do not see anymore. But the ones I do, uh, we try and get together and reminisce. It's uh, been a wonderful association. There have been some good times, many good times, and there have been some bad times with the, the organization, but we have persevered. And, you know, Bill, that's something that's interesting, too, about you is the fact that your hometown, you're a native of Norristown, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, you served in the Marine Corps. You've been, you've traveled quite a bit prior to coming to Portland. Right. What made you decide to stay in Portland all these years? Well, I got to Seattle, and I got to, to the Pacific Northwest in 1955, and uh, I did my radio and TV work up there for all those years. I did Pacific Coast League Baseball, the Seattle Totem Hockey Games in the Western Hockey Leagues, and the National Hockey League Games. I did Husky Football. I did a little bit of everything. Rodeo, roller derby, <laughs> you name it, I did it. And... The last thing I did in Seattle were the Seattle Pilots. The city of Seattle finally got a Major League Baseball team. Now, they only played in a small stadium, and a new stadium was going to be on board at some future time. But the now president of Major League Baseball, Bud Selig, 
had uh, the Milwaukee Braves and a big major league ballpark. Well, due to some circumstances back in the early days, Bud lost his Braves to Milwaukee. So he had his stadium, county stadium in Milwaukee, available. He coerced the major league owners at that time in, 19, in early 1970 to take the franchise away from the city of Seattle, and Seattle tried to keep it because they did not have a new ballpark on the drawing boards. It was shortly after this happened that the kingdom came into being, and the rest is history there. Well, I had known Harry Glickman, who put together the Portland Trailblazers in 1969 and in 1970. And I had known Harry through our hockey association, because Harry had the Portland Buckaroos, of the old Western Hockey League, and I did the Seattle Totems, and we became friends. He found out that um, I was available, because I didn't go to Milwaukee with the ball club. I could have, but my radio and TV work at the time was pretty good in, in, the, in those days, so I decided to stay in Seattle. Well, he called me and said, Shines, how would you like to do NBA basketball? Well, I was doing everything else, but I was not involved in the NBA but I had a major league broadcasting job in baseball, which I thoroughly enjoyed. He said, come on down to Portland. We'll talk, and let's see if we can put something together. Well, I came down to Portland. Harry and I met for about five or six minutes, shook hands, and that was 45 years ago. And I've enjoyed every moment of the city of Portland and the great state of Oregon. I think I've been to every nook and cranny over a period of 44 years, going on 45 in this state at least once, and uh, a lot of times many others. So uh, I just love it here. Well, we're glad that you stayed. Thank you. You are an ambassador not only of the team, but I think of Portland and all of Oregon to an extent. I mean, you've been called legendary. You're called the mayor of Rip City. And speaking of those... those... (laughs) If I was the real mayor, Mayor Dawn, uh, things would be a lot different. It's an affectionate term, and I appreciate that. <laughs> well, I know you've been solicited for politics, too, and I think I think yes, Dottie's I the one that yeah. said no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't want to get into that. I, <laughs> I, I know all of them, and they're doing a fine job, but uh, I, I enjoy what I'm doing right now. Well, in those two words, Rip City, did you have any idea yeah. that those two words were going to come to mean so much to so many people? No, I did not. And back in the early days, let's go back to 1970 when we started I tried to come up with some phrase other than what you would use in calling a normal basketball game that would be synonymous not only with my broadcast, a key phrase of some sort, but also it would help the team and the franchise. And I couldn't think of anything. All of a sudden, about halfway through that first year, the mighty Los Angeles Lakers, Will Chamberlain and all those guys, Jerry West, uh, who were high-flying in those days, came to Portland's Memorial Coliseum for one of the first times. We had one of our first big crowds, slightly better than 10,000, and it was a wonderful Sunday afternoon. And it was about halfway through the game, and a usual first-year Portland Trailblazer game. The Blazers were down by 25 or 26 points, but all of a sudden the tenure of the game changed, and the next basket by Portland would tie the mighty Lakers. Jim Barnett, former University of Oregon player and now a broadcaster for the Golden State Warriors down in the Bay Area, was on our first-year team. 
He was a flake in those days. He's a flake today, but he's a very nice guy. <laughs> he came across the midcourt line, and in those days I was sitting right at the midcourt line. He stopped, and for whatever reason, to this day, he can't remember why he did it, or nor do I remember wh- why he did it, but he let a long shot go. And in this day and age, it would have been a three-point play. That wasn't in the books at the time. Well, lo and behold, I bring Barney out of backcourt over the midcourt line. He stopped. He put on the brakes. He let it fly. I followed the ball through the air, and when I went through the hoop, I said, for whatever reason, I said, Rip City, all right. Well, the crowd was going crazy. They, they did not hear me say that in Memorial Coliseum, but the press row and stat guys did. Uh, uh, the Lakers immediately called a timeout because the game was tied. I gave my commercial cue, sat back in my chair, gave a, big, uh, a great big deep breath, and the guys to my left and my right, they said, Sean, Rip City. And I, I said, yeah. They said, leave that in. Well, those two words have, over the years, become synonymous, not only with the trailblazers all over the country, all over the world to to this day, but you can go to a little league ball game, you can go to a high school football game, you can go to a bowling alley out on a golf course, and if something good happens to you and to your group, most people will say, hey, that's Rip City, because it means something good. That was the birth, and that's what's happened. Now, the organization, uh, the, uh, their complete title is Rip City Incorporated, and uh, I'm very honored about that. Oh, it's it, completely honorable. I mean, it is universal. You see that those words are said everywhere, and like you said, in, in any instance. It's amazing. Your history and the legacy that you have created, I don't know, it, to me, it's it's amazing and astonishing well, I appreciate that, Dawn. And I've tried to uh, uh, do the best I can in describing the game. A lot of the broadcasters these days, not only here in this local area, but all, all over the country, they get involved in so many other things. Sometimes the game is just passe. It's not as important as other things to tell pe- people about. I tried each and every night, each and every day when I was describing not only basketball, but whatever I was involved in, to tell the story of that game. Uh, it, it, it changes every game. That's what the people wanted to hear. They wanted to know what the score was at the time. And in those days, of course, it was radio. Radio was the big thing. Now, in this day and age, it's more television than it is radio. And a play-by-play broadcaster on television is not as important as his color commentator. But in the old days, people like myself had to describe, paint a word picture of what was going on. And I really enjoyed doing that. And you started your broadcasting clear back when you were in high school. So you've seen the broadcasting pendulum swing so many different ways. What, how is it different from maybe 1970, let's say, let's just go to there to it is today. What changes stick out to you most? Well, again, television has really come to the front more and more, and there are so many sportscasts, so many telecasts. And in those days, it, 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 there was some TV, but not that much. And the people listened to their radios. And I really think a lot of folks still listen to their radios because they can't get to, to the television set. But if they're in the automobile, they're out working in the garage, they can turn on the radio, and they find out what's, uh, what's going on. 
I'm probably old style in that regard, but that's the way it is. Was and it was and it is today, but not as important as it was then. Are we ever going to see you behind the mic again? Well, I certainly hope so. I'm still doing a lot of things as far as the Blazers are concerned, both on radio, out on television, and in my work around the state, and particularly in the, in the city of Portland, with uh, some commercial people that I'm, I do ads for, and my uh, social work and contributions to a number of charities. I'm on the air all over the place, so uh, I I keep going. I'm not going to stop. I'm not ready to retire. There are some people that say today that because I'm not on doing the Blazer broadcast right now that I'm retired. I'm not retired, Dawn. I'm going to keep on going. <laughs> yes, you are. Well, that was my point, was get you back behind in the Trailblazer broadcasting if we'll oh, hear I'll you look, again. Well, uh, there's something going on right now that uh, I might do a half uh, a game one of, the, one of these days, but it's time for somebody else, and I've, I've had my fling. Uh, I still love to do it and, and believe deep down in my heart that I could continue to do it, but that's okay. Yeah, they, I'm, I love the Blazer organization. They've been very nice to me. And in turn, I'm trying not only to give back to the community and to the state, but to the Trailblazer organization itself. Well, and also a big congratulations. You were inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yes, yeah. I'm very, very proud of that. Uh, that was quite an honor. The National Basketball uh, Hall of Fame back in Springfield, Massachusetts. They have a branch of the Hall of Fame for broadcasters and writers. And one of the most outstanding broadcasters ever in uh, radio and TV business in this country was a gentleman by the name of Kurt Gowdy, and uh, that award is named for him. But I am enshrined into the National Basketball Hall of Fame. That's great. That's a huge congratulations on that. That's quite an achievement and an honor. Thank you. Especially from the Blazers. That's Bill Shonley is the guy. You're, you're the man. <laughs> I think it's what everybody, you know, refers to you as. And that voice, you can hear it no matter where you hear it. You know who that is. It's Bill Shonley behind that voice. Well, thank you, Don. That's very nice. So what are your thoughts when you're at the game? And this is going on, his, you go back in history a little bit, when you were broadcasting there during those games and you're watching everything that's going on in the court, was there ever mm-hmm. a worst coaching decision that you witnessed, or whether it's coaches or maybe even the referees? Oh, well, don't get on the story <laughs> of the subject of the officials. I don't want to get involved in that too much. There have been times, yes, when I have been upset one way or, or the other. But that also, again, was part of the story of the game. Uh, I, I just described what happened at the time. I tried not to be nasty, and I never got on everybody. If, if, but if uh, the story uh, was part of that particular game, I reported it. So what's next for Bill Shonley? To keep on doing what I'm doing. Uh, to be a roving ambassador for the Trailblazers. Uh, all over the state. And and by the way, we have a a thing that's going on right now. It's called uh, the Rip City Relay, Uh, going around uh, the state to different uh, cities and towns that uh, have a broadcast of our our Blazers. And uh, we're going to be in Bend, as a matter of fact. I believe it's on the 24th out at the... uh, Moda Center, I think it's 360 Southwest Bond Street, would that be correct in yes. Bend? And I, I think that's on, on the 24th. 
a lot of us uh, will be out there. Uh, Blaze, the trail cat, and uh, I think Jerome Kersey is going to be there. I'm going to try and make Bend again, and a number of other people. So we'll put on clinics and talk to the folks in the city of Bend on that day. We are so looking forward to that. And one last question I want to ask you, Bill, before I let you go, is April 30th, 1998 was your last, your final broadcast, your final goodbye, I should say. What yeah. was that like for you? What was Unceremoniously, that like? I was let go, but that's okay. They brought me back and here we are. That was really tough, Don. Uh, knowing that that the day and that game was going to be my last, and uh, it was tough to get through. I had a tough time uh, doing the post-game show, and uh, a real tough time giving uh, my final words. Uh, wherever you may be, good night, everybody. And I lost it as soon as we went off the air. We're glad that you're back and that you're staying with us. Okay, I'm glad I'm still here. Absolutely. Is there an all-time favorite trailblazer? Is there? Can you pick one? Oh, I get that a lot, and, <laughs> uh, I, and I, I became friends, Dawn, w- with all of them. Some more than others. I'm, and I'm going to go back to uh, our first year, and uh, say Jeff Petrie. He was our uh, first co-captain along with uh, Rick Adelman and both those uh, gentlemen who went on to bigger and, and better things. And, of course, uh, so I'll say Jeff Petrie, but you can go right on down the line, Jerome Kersey, for goodness sakes, and Maurice Lucas, Bill Walton, Dave Twardzik, and all the people throughout the course of some 44-plus years. But I'll say Jeff Petrie is... Number one, because he was our first legitimate Portland Trailblazer player. Well, Bill Shonley, it is always an honor and a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you, Dawn. And you give my best, everybody in in the city of Bend, would you? I will do it. Well, we will be coming to Portland for Blazer Games. Um, Oh, good. Well, you look me up, please. I will absolutely do so. So, well, enjoy the rest of your day, and I look forward to following you. Thank you, Bill. You bet. Hi, everybody, wherever you may be, this is Bill Shonley. And you're listening to a conversation with yours truly and Dawn Newton. And I'm proud to be on her program. Rip City, baby. Hey, thanks for listening to the Dawn Newton podcast. And a special thank you to that legendary Portland Trailblazer broadcaster, Bill Shonley, who granted me a one-on-one interview in 2014. Bill Shonley left his mark on the Portland Trailblazers organization, the state of Oregon, and all of sports broadcasting, which will be felt for generations. Bill Shonley passed on January 21st, 2023, at the age of 93. The Dawn Newton podcast is written, produced, and hosted by Dawn Newton. Come, come, come.